Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, my self-lovers. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you're giving yourself the gift of self-love. Now, if you don't know what the gift of self-love is, it's a workbook that will help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's now available in stores and online worldwide. Oh my goodness, I've been waiting to say that because I've been working on this book for years. I poured my heart and soul into it, compiling everything that I teach at my retreats and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing my life story and everything that's helped me on this self-love journey, including body acceptance, and it's a workbook that you can actually write in. So every single thing that I share, you can put into practice right away. There are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body image, confidence, self-worth, and self-love. I'm holding it right here. It's right in front of me and it's absolutely gorgeous. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but we've nailed the design on this one. It makes such a wonderful gift both for yourself and for your loved ones. Perhaps you have a friend that could really use this message and that, you know, needs a little push, loving push in the right direction. And I think that this book is just a great gift. Hence, the gift of self-love. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. I'm certain that the tools I share in this book will change your life as much as they've changed mine. So again, that's maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. Hello, my self-lovers, and welcome to our 100th podcast episode on the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. And it is also our two-year podcast birthday. Yay! I started this podcast exactly two years ago, and I told myself that I would commit to doing it for at least one year, see how it goes, see how I like it, and if I loved it, I would continue. And here we are, two years later, and this would not be possible without you. I wanted to do something special for our 100th podcast episode, and I was thinking for so long about how can we go off of the theme of 100. And I just thought to make it simple and easy and actionable and do an episode called 100 Ways to Express Self-Love. A lot of the times we think about self-love as taking a bubble bath or, I don't know, doing a face mask and these kind of physical things. But obviously self-love also requires a lot of deep and difficult work too. So this list of 100 things is a combination of all of that. And I tried to touch on all of the love languages because what a lot of people don't know is that the five love languages, quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, and acts of service can actually be applied to ourselves too. So if you know your love language is time, for example, which is one of mine, actually all of the five love languages are my love language. So I really don't know how to pick, but I do have a top three, which is time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. I know that defeats the purpose of love languages because you're supposed to have one big top one, but 
I truly don't know what that is for me. But if you know yourself and you know your love language or the few that are important to you, then you must also prioritize giving yourself love in the language that you receive love. So this list will be a combination of different things. Some of them cost zero dollars and are super simple and actionable and others are a little bit bigger and require a little bit more work. Also, I'm going to invite you to jot down the ones that really, really resonate with you, the ones that you would love to apply, and write them down in the notes app on your phone or on a piece of paper, and make sure that when you're done listening, you actually go and do those things. So if there's an idea that you like, write it down, or at least make a mental note to refer back to it and do it. So without further ado, let's get into 100 ways to express self-love. Okay, wait, sorry, there will be a further ado. One thing I did want to mention before we get started is if you want to give us a two-year birthday gift for the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, one thing that would be so much appreciated is if you left a review on Apple or iTunes and Spotify actually just came out with a way to rate the show. So if you're listening on Spotify and you go to the podcast, there should be a button that says rate and you can give us a rating so that way more people can find the podcast. But ratings and reviews, whether on Apple slash iTunes or on Spotify or wherever else you're listening, if you see somewhere to leave positive feedback, that is just the best gift for us and helps the show grow. Okay. Now for real, without further ado, 100 Ways to Express Self-Love, our two-year anniversary episode. Number one, read for pleasure. An erotica story, a romance novel, a piece of classic literature, a fantasy series, Whatever you are into, read something that gives your mind an orgasm. A lot of the times we're so focused on reading self-help and personal development books, which are all great, but you can also read for pleasure, and pleasure is a part of self-love. Two, put on some lingerie and do a boudoir photo shoot with some sensual music or a selfie timer on your phone, or you can also hire somebody If you can find a boudoir photographer near you and you have the time and money to spend on that, it is just so empowering to have somebody, a professional, capture you in that sexy, sensual light. It's just the most beautiful thing ever, and I've literally seen boudoir photo shoots change people's confidence. Number three, listen to my self-love playlist on Spotify or make your own self-love playlist, just songs that really make you feel whole and embodied and uplifted. I am so big on music, so I have plenty of playlists on my Spotify, but if you want my self-love playlist, which has like over 250 songs of all different genres and styles, but all of them are related to self-love, I'm going to drop the link in the show notes so that you can get that. Upgrade your underwear. Okay, this is a big one. Your underwear, your socks, your bras, all those things that live in the top drawer of your dresser. A lot of the times we have such old things and we never invest in new stuff and everybody deserves to get new underwear, okay? And new socks. If there's socks with holes in them, throw them away. And I did hear that your bras are supposed to be changed like every three years or something. And I know that I'm guilty of having old bras, not that I wear bras that often, but I definitely have bras that are literally like almost 10 years old. So upgrade that stuff. And if you can afford it, 
Get some high quality things. You deserve to feel exquisite quality touching your skin, especially in some, in those intimate places like your vulva area, your breasts, your feet. Those are intimate places. So make sure that the quality you're getting makes you feel really, really good. Number five, make your favorite hot beverage and drink it slowly. That can be a cup of tea, coffee, or just hot water with lemon. Something about having a hot beverage going down your throat and just really being in that present moment is grounding. It's grounding and it's an act of self-love. Number six, spend one hour reading up on, listening to, or learning about something that genuinely interests you. So that's the whole time spent on learning and something that you're excited about. And it doesn't have to be like a job or personal growth related. It could literally be like I don't know, the habitats of whales because they are so fascinating. Follow that curiosity. Number seven, light a candle or diffuse some essential oils. And really this one is about tapping into your sense of smell. Smells can bring up feelings and nice smelling things are a great way to create that positive association and make you feel embodied in that sense. Give yourself a hug. This one is weird, I know, but if you could literally wrap your arms around yourself right now, it's actually proven to send a dose of self-compassion and you actually get that same feeling of dopamine as you would when you hug somebody else. This tip comes from Dr. Kristen Neff, a lead researcher in the field of self-compassion. And I know it may feel weird at first, but especially if one of your love languages is touch, touching yourself is also a valid way to receive touch. Number nine, do some shoulder rolls and neck stretches. We carry so much tension in our shoulders and neck. Number 10, masturbate. Nothing says self-love like giving yourself pleasure and remember that you're worthy of it and there's no shame in that. Number 11, eat a snack. Okay, go do it right now. We all deserve to snack and most of us probably don't snack enough. Number 12, unbutton your pants or just take them off completely and relax your stomach. Stop sucking in. I recently hosted a self-love retreat in Costa Rica and we all met for our first workshop. And one of the first things that I said before even beginning the workshop content, I was like, let's just take a deep breath and relax our stomachs. If you're sucking it in, just let it go. And literally like 80% of the room was like, wow, I was sucking in and I didn't even realize it because we're kind of trained to do that by society. And a lot of the times when we're feeling tense or nervous, we just instantly tense everything up and that includes your tummy. So let it go, let it breathe, and know that you deserve to take up space. Number 13, moisturize your body, lotion on your legs, cream on your face, chapstick on your lips. Make yourself moisturized. And on that note, number 14, chug a giant glass of water and then drink another one because fighting diet culture will dehydrate you. So drink up and hydrate. Number 15, dance in your underwear. My self-love playlist will be perfect for this. So again, I have that in the show notes where you can get it. But dancing alone in your bedroom or in the kitchen or just as often as humanly possible doing a little happy dance or just moving swaying whatever way that looks like for you dancing is such a beautiful way to express self-love 
Number 16, listen to your favorite self-love podcasts. Hello, you're already doing that. Thank you so much for being here. That was totally a shameless self-promo, but for me, that is an act of self-love in and of itself because sometimes it's really hard to talk about the things we're proud of or the things we're creating or accomplishing. So on that note, number 17, share the things you are proud of with your friends and family and anybody who will listen. Talk about your accomplishments and don't be afraid to feel proud of yourself. Number 18, eat some foods with omega-3s. This one was a huge one for me in eating disorder recovery because my hormones were so out of balance. And if you've been chronically dieting, chances are that your hormones and your body is just struggling to trust you in certain moments. And these quote-unquote healthy fats will help regulate that. So things like nuts and seeds and avocados and beans, oils, fish, if you eat fish, like all of those things are not only so nourishing and good for you, but they're also really good for your hormones, which influence your mood and a lot of things in the body. Number 19, set a boundary. Enough said, we all need more boundaries in our lives. So think about where you can set a boundary and set it and also enforce it. Setting a boundary is not just about telling the person or whoever, whatever, what you need and want, but also making sure that they follow through because otherwise it's useless and it doesn't do anything for anyone. So set that boundary. Number 20, cook something for yourself. There's something so special about making yourself a meal and then eating it. Just the time and the care that you put into it, it really touches on the quality time aspect of love languages. And so putting time into the meal that you're eating and feeding yourself, like it's just this whole inner child type of practice. So cook something for yourself, something yummy, something nourishing, something that you love, and try to eat it without any distractions and feel really, really grateful for the food that you just put time into making. Number 20, journal. I know you're sick of hearing me talk about it, but journal. Morning pages, bullet journal, trash journal, narrative writing, video journal. If you want to make a video, a vlog or something, whatever works best for you, document your life in some way and make sure you have an outlet. There's something really, really transformative about putting pen to paper and a lot of answers to questions that you think you didn't have the answers inside of you. A lot of those will become so, so clear once you put pen to paper and once you're able to talk them through and process, okay? Even if it's with yourself, journaling is the most powerful practice. Number 21 on that note, write some poetry. You don't have to be a poet to write poetry. Sometimes journaling or writing is just stringing words together in a way that resonates with you and you only. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. So write some poetry and make it prose. 22, create art. We're all creators. We all have a creative side to ourselves, and it's about tapping into that, whether that's painting or making jewelry or dancing is a form of art writing. There's so many ways to embody self-expression. So create art, make your life a work of art because you, my friend, are a masterpiece. Number 24, eat a vegetable. Sometimes your body just needs a vegetable. So go get something green or whatever other color inside of you. Number 25, eat something sweet. 
Okay, something sweet is always so good for the soul. Number 26, go on a walk. Go on a stupid walk for your stupid mental health. That is in reference to a Instagram video that I posted a couple weeks ago because my therapist always makes me go on a walk after every session. And sometimes I just do not want to, but it is always, always so helpful for my mental health, especially on the days that I don't want to. So go on that walk. Number 27, clear your space. I'm not saying clean your space. I'm saying clear it. So if your desk or whatever area is feeling really, really cluttered, even if you just need to take everything off of it and put it into your closet, sometimes shoving it into your closet is the best thing you can do. And then you can always clean and organize later. But especially when you're on the struggle bus and need a little pick-me-up, clear your space. Whatever space you're existing in, just clear it off put the stuff away if you can, or just shove it somewhere, but make sure that wherever you're currently physically spending time in, that it's like clear, right? If you have a clear space, you have a clear mind. Number 28, this is a big one. This is a deep one. Determine your values. What's important to you? You can Google a list of values, and I invite you to choose five words that resonate with you as your values. Here are mine. Family, freedom, fun, leadership, and love. Those are my values. That's where I lead from. That's what I constantly remind myself of when I'm feeling down. I think about what's truly, truly important to me and how can I forward that value? What can I do to really bring it to life? But you need to know your values first. You need to know who you are. Otherwise, you're going to keep trying to figure yourself out in relation to other people. Number 29, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Number 30, romanticize your life. That's one thing that I love about TikTok is that there are some creators that will just post the most ordinary moments and they'll put them to some music and it all looks so beautiful and aesthetic. And it's the process of romanticizing your life, of being the main character in your own movie and letting those little things be the big things. Every single moment is extraordinary if you make it. Number 31, invest in your growth. Invest with your money, with your time, with your energy. Invest in that growth. Number 32, take care of someone or something else, whether it's another human, a plant, a pet, our planet, whatever that may be. When you can nurture something else, you're also, in a sense, nurturing yourself. Number 33, Protect your mornings and your evenings. Something that I always remind myself in the morning is energy in before energy out. So I do not go on my phone for the first hour of the day. I keep it on that sleep mode on do not disturb. And same with the evenings. I try to put my phone away and just really be present with boyfriend and goose and do my evening routine and all of that without being stimulated by social media or someone wanting something from me, whether it's messages or just the internet or society, the media in general. So protect those mornings and those evenings. Number 34, do something just for fun. You don't have to explain every single thing that you do. It doesn't have to be for a bigger purpose or meaning or to grow as a person. You can just do something because you want to fucking do it and that is valid. Do something for fun. Number 35, make a cup of tea. I know we already said the hot beverage one, but something about tea is just so healing. Fun fact, Mary's cup of tea was actually supposed to be a tea store. 
And I had bought the website and I ordered all these teas from Alibaba because I was going to like source tea and sell it online and all of these things because tea was so healing in my recovery. I remember when I would be binge eating every night, tea was like the only thing that would help me calm myself before going to bed. And it was this whole process of forgiving and giving my body something warm. It was like a warm inside hug after a period of so much shame and blame. So make yourself a cup of tea and I hope you think of me when you drink it. (laughs) Number 36, meditate. I know we all hear the importance of meditation and how effective it is for mental health, but I will be the first to admit that I often neglect meditation. But you know what? Meditation can be anything. It could be drinking a cup of tea slowly or taking a walk or really immersing yourself in an activity that is meditative. But if you can, find a guided meditation on YouTube or like a meditation app and just sit and be with yourself for 10 minutes. That's all it takes. Number 37, cry. Cry your heart out, whether it's tears of joy or tears of gratitude or sadness and despair. All of that is valid and crying does not make you weak. I have recently just really stepped into that and I just let myself cry whenever I feel like I need to. And sometimes I feel like a cry is long overdue. So I will literally schedule time to cry. Like I'll be like, to boyfriend, I'll be like, I'm taking a bath and I just got to cry some things out. And he'll be like, okay, (laughs) like now it's just a normal thing. Because sometimes those emotions just build up and crying is such a form of release. And on that note, number 38, laughing is also a form of release. Can you imagine that laughing is your body's way of expressing itself when it literally cannot contain the joy within you? And it's the same thing with crying. Although more often than not, we cry because we're sad because our bodies can't contain that sadness and you shouldn't force it to. Let it out. Cry and laugh and feel all the feels. Number 39, go to therapy. I know you're sick of hearing me talk about it, but I do have a code for BetterHelp. It's betterhelp.com slash MCOT, which will give you two weeks free virtual therapy. And it's completely changed my life. I'm coming up on my two-year therapy anniversary, which is wild. And it's just so important to have somebody there for you who can help you process and who can listen and ask you questions that are going to help you come up with your own answers and just really guide you through this messy thing called life. I think everybody needs somebody to talk to that is trustworthy and sworn into confidentiality and trained to hold that space for you. Number 40, make eye contact. Make eye contact with your partner. Make eye contact with a stranger, with the barista at the cafe. Look at somebody deeply in their eyes. And again, it's one of those giving and receiving things. Like when you look at somebody deeply in their eyes, you'll find that you will feel so seen because hopefully they will look back into your eyes or maybe not. A lot of people are uncomfortable with eye contact, but simply seeing someone and being present with them and just looking at them in those eyeballs, the vessel into their soul is going to make you feel so, so alive and connected as a human. Number 41, be honest with yourself and others. There's this question that I ask myself and it's, what am I unwilling to admit to myself? What am I unwilling to feel? What am I unwilling to face? Be honest with yourself and with others. 
Number 42, sing loudly. Scream. Carpool karaoke. My sister and I love getting stuck in traffic because it means we get to blast the music and sing our little hearts out. And again, it's a form of self-expression and that is so important. I've always been insecure about my voice, especially my singing voice. And you know what? I'm done with that shit. I'm just going to sing with the voice I have because I can't change it. Number 43, make yourself an altar. In your home, make yourself a space, and this will generally be the same space that you like meditate and do journaling and whatever other work that you're doing. Make a little space. It could just be, I don't know, a place on your desk or nightstand or on the floor somewhere, a little area with all of your favorite things, whether that's a candle, a crystal, your journal, a plant, something that's really sacred to you. Maybe that's like an object that was passed down in your family and reminds you of your ancestry and where you've come from or some kind of quote, something that just really reminds you of everything that you want to embody. It's quite the spiritual practice to have an altar. At retreats, we always have an altar in the center of the room and it's just something that's that's so unifying and grounding and pretty and you deserve to look at pretty things and that is just so so necessary so make yourself an altar just like a a corner in your home that you really really love number 44 put on jewelry this one just came to me out of nowhere i was thinking about how decorating ourselves and like dressing up but i feel like jewelry is one of those things because it's not really body related like if i told you to dress up it's kind of like bringing up certain body image things and maybe it's not comfortable or a lot of clothes are just not ideal. But something about jewelry, like the act of putting ornaments on yourself and feeling sparkly and, I don't know, decorating yourself in that way, there's there's something really fun about it. I don't know if you feel that way, but I am inspired to wear some more jewelry. Number 45, ask for help. Ask for help. Have somebody take something off your plate, whether that's childcare or cleaning service or somebody to just hold space and listen to you. Ask for help. Number 46, throw a party or a gathering or be somewhere in community. So I know that hosting can be really overwhelming. But recently, I've been trying to just have my friends over more. Like instead of meeting up for dinner, I want my friends to just come over to my home more often or go to their homes because there's something just so intimate and connecting about it. And if you do have the capacity and you can throw a party, you can make it a potluck. You can make it easy on yourself. Just having people that you love under the same roof, united under you know a, a cause, whether it's just having fun and coming together. There's something just so special about that. Again, it's just connecting to each other on a human level, especially after the past two years, we all need a little more connection, in-person connection in our lives. Number 47, turn off your phone for the day or the week or fuck it, just chuck it in the ocean. (laughs) Do you ever fantasize about just not having a phone? or the internet or anything like what was life like i wish i could have experienced that even for a little bit but see if you can just spend a day without your phone number 48 join a women's circle or create one so if you're comfortable with throwing gatherings and bringing together community you can do that in your own home or you can google women's circles near me and there's plenty of 
events that are made specifically for women. Being in circle, in union with other women is so healing. I do circles every single night at retreats, and it's honestly something that I lack so much when I get back into real life. And so again, this year, my word of the year is home. So this year, I'm creating home and that community and and having people over and holding hands with those next to you. That is just so, so special. So see if there's women's circles near you or some kind of event or meetup or gathering where you can really, really connect with like-minded people. Or if you can't find that, how can you create that? I'm going to challenge and invite you to think about how you can be the leader in that space. Number 49, connect to your cycle. This is really interesting, but if you get a period, then there's so much that you can learn about your cycle and what it means in different phases and what energy is like and what our soul really needs too, because it also is related to the moon and the universe as a whole. And even if you do not get a cycle, we are all cyclical beings. One thing that I recently learned somewhere from the internet, I think I saw an Instagram post, but it was talking about how the new year stuff like how we're like, new year, new me, new goals. And it's like quarter one for a lot of people working in corporate. And there's so much pressure to create and to just, I don't know, start life fresh again and go back to work, right? And that is actually such a capitalistic thing that does not align with our cyclical nature as human beings because we are mammals. And most of us are mammals who are in winter, right now, or maybe you're in Australia and it's summer. So this is flipped for you. But whatever that season is, most of us, like naturally when it's cold outside, when it's dark in the mornings, like we do not want to wake up and seize the day. (laughs) We want to cuddle and sleep and take care of ourselves. And that is totally valid. So think about how you can connect with the different seasons of your life with, with your cycle, whether it's day to day, like your energy levels, when do you feel the most energized or throughout the week, like trying to structure your week in a way that really serves you or the month or just the whole year. Think about how you can connect to your cycle. Number 50 is branching off of this. Learn about the moon and astrology. It is also interesting. I know that people have mixed feelings about astrology. Some are really into it and it's a little bit culty (laughs) and then others are just so, so against it. And I find that to be a little extreme too. So for me, I've just been learning a lot about how astrology is a science and we are all made of stardust and water and all these like universal elements. So of course they're going to influence us in some way. Do I think that just because you're an Aquarius like me that you're going to be, I don't know, so I don't know, whatever an Aquarius is, I don't want to project anything on you. No, I don't think all Aquarians are going to be the same, but there's also so much to it, like your rising and your moon sign and the different way the planets align in different areas of your life. And do I believe in the Saturn return? Hell yes, because I've seen so many of my friends who are 27 going through some shit right now and getting their life flipped upside down. So I think it's all really, really interesting. If you're against it, I just invite you to I don't know, be a little more open to it. And if you're super in it, think about what it means to you personally and what, again, season of your life you're in right now in relation to the stars. Number 51, get to know yourself. So your personality, your values, we already touched on that, but some ways that you can do that is astrology, right? Enneagram, human design, attachment style, strengths test, all of those little personality things that we all feel so called to. And the reason why 
these things are so popular is because we all just want to know ourselves better. And my little caveat to this is, again, these kinds of things will not tell you to a T who you are as a person. But what they can do is give you a little insight on who you might be or what you might like or where your strengths might be. And you just take what resonates with you and ignore the rest. Use that confirmation bias to your advantage here. So the more you can get to know yourself through these things, especially stuff like attachment style and strengths tests, like these things that you really see yourself acting on in daily life, just get to know yourself a little bit more. Number 52, roll around in bed. One of my mentors used to call this cooking on all four sides. And basically it's an exercise where when you wake up in the morning, instead of zombieing out of bed and brushing your teeth and doing all that stuff and getting to work, Spend some time in bed just like rolling around, doing that little stretch that feels good. Try to touch every area of the bed with every part of your body and just like be, like just be in your body. Just enjoy that. It's going to feel super duper weird at first, but it is a practice of embodiment and it's a huge one for just learning to love your body for what it is because when you are in the morning and just waking up, you're still a little bit sleepy. And then when you're feeling like something touch your skin, the bed, something warm and cozy, and you're really letting yourself be in that instead of going straight to the bathroom where the mirror is and looking at yourself and getting dressed and thinking about other people and doing all the energy out things instead of the energy in things, that is toxic. So roll around in your bed, take some time. Number 53, get a massage. This is also touching on the love language of touch. Haha, <laughs> get it? Touching on the love language of touch. Get a massage. Let somebody rub you. Number 54, buy yourself flowers. Oh, I just love getting myself flowers and having flowers all over my home. I know they die way too quickly, which is why plants are probably better, but sometimes a girl just needs some flowers. Number 55, go to a coffee shop without your phone. Just watch people or read a book or just sit there and, and drink your drink. Just... B. Number 56, do something you love to do as a child. Jump in puddles, dance in the rain, swing on the swings at the playground. Part of romanticizing your life is doing these little things that bring you joy and embodying that inner child. 57, celebrate something you've already recently accomplished. We're so focused on setting goals that we don't take time to celebrate the things we've done all the amazing things. And I always put this in perspective by saying, when you failed at something or when you made a mistake, how much time do you spend beating yourself up over it? It probably goes on for weeks, at least for me. If I made a mistake or something didn't go right, I will be thinking about it for so, so long. But when I accomplish something, like even right now, I'm recording this literally one day since I got back from the Costa Rica self-love retreat. And I've barely taken any time to acknowledge myself and tell myself that I did a good job and celebrate and go out to dinner and get myself flowers and, and doing things that's really like, I don't know, like, bitch, you're doing a good job. Tell yourself that. Celebrate yourself. Think about ways that you can do that. Throw a fucking party to celebrate your promotion. Why don't we do this? Why do we throw all these baby showers and weddings and stuff? I love all that stuff, but we need more celebratory gatherings so that we can celebrate each other and, most importantly, celebrate ourselves. 
Number 58. Okay, this is a funny one. Ready? You're going to do it with me right now. You can do it wherever you're at. Stretch your face. One of my voice coaches who I worked with in preparation for my TED Talk, we used to do this exercise called lemon face, lime face. And basically for the lemon face, you would stick your tongue out all the way and go like, ah, and like open your mouth really wide and it stretches your whole face. Like your eyes will be so big. You'll be like, ah, (laughs) and then she would say lime face and you would squint your entire face together. Like bring your lips and your eyes and your nose and crunch them all up. So that's the lime face. You're going to do lime face, ah, lemon face, lime face, scrunch it together lemon face and do that a few times and it literally stretches your face and just, I don't know, feels so good. You can move your mouth around, stick your tongue out, do the neck and shoulder rolls in that process, lift your eyebrows up, like bring life to your face. How did that feel? I hope it felt good and also I hope that you could laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously because that is also a part of self-love. Number 59, okay, this is a journaling exercise. So Write this down so you could do this later. Write down your weaknesses on one side, and on the other side, write down how these, quote, weaknesses are actually some of your strengths as well. One story that I tell in my book, The Gift of Self-Love, it's such a simple but powerful story, but a couple years ago when my sister was like 10, maybe, We were all sitting at dinner, and my mom was on my sister's ass about cleaning her room. So she's like, Alana, you need to clean your room. And my little sister, who's 10 and is such a light and is so amazing and teaches me so much, she goes, Mama, it's not my fault I'm messy. Being messy just means I'm creative. And in that moment, it just made me smile so big. And of course, my mom laughed because... It's also kind of true, like my sister is so artsy and creative, and that really comes to life in her messy room because she has her art supplies everywhere. (laughs) And I think that story just illustrated how some of our greatest gifts and strengths lie in our imperfections. So see if you can find some of those for yourself. You're going to write a list, split it down the middle, and on the left column, you're going to write your weaknesses, and on the right, you're going to write how these weaknesses are actually some of your strengths and may hold gifts and like the flip side, right? There's like the shadow side and there's the light side. So acknowledge that within yourself, that everything has the sense of duality. Number 60, simple but powerful, express gratitude. Number 61, go out to eat alone at a restaurant. I know this is weird for some people, and it definitely used to be weird for me, but now I just love saying table for one, please. Number 62, ask for what you want in bed, especially if you have a partner or if you're casually dating. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. The other night, boyfriend tried something on me, (laughs) and I was so in the moment, I just kind of blurted this out without thinking, and it actually worked out really well. I said something like, no, no, none of that, and he burst out laughing because he was like, that's the most blunt I've ever heard you be. But because it was like, I don't know, obviously I said it with so much love and I think he appreciated it because he's like, I don't want to be doing something she doesn't like, you know? So ask for what you want in bed or what you don't want. Number 63, take a bath. Sometimes self-love is bubble baths and face masks. So take a bath. Number 64, okay, mirror work. This is a big one. So mirror work is about looking at yourself in the mirror and It goes one level deeper because when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, first of all, look at your eyeballs, eye gaze with yourself. Just 
be there with yourself. And then as you're moving on to other parts of your body, just look at these other parts of your body and you have to look at them from this objective perspective. So picture yourself physically like zooming out the frame and instead of criticizing yourself, which is zooming in on every little part you don't like, zoom out and see yourself as part of this greater picture. See your legs and how they've helped you walk so many miles and run and jump and dance. And when you see your stomach, think about how it holds your organs and digests your food and maybe holds babies and helps you breathe and all of those things. And just look at those places and say, I love you stomach. I love you legs. I love you hips. I love you thighs. I love you feet. I love you breasts. And so as you're saying these things, it's a form of mirror work. This is not affirmations because affirmations, you are saying things that you don't really believe. And I know some of us may not believe, I love you thighs, but maybe the way you currently think about, I love you thighs, you're thinking like, I love how my thighs look. Whereas when you're doing mirror work and you're really zooming out and seeing that objectivity, I know everybody says don't objectify yourself, but in this case, it's important to see yourself not as an object, but from an objective perspective, like outside of yourself, you know? So when you're doing that and you're saying, I love you thighs, you're saying, I love you thighs, not for what they look like, but for who they are and what they've helped you do. So it's a little bit different. Another really vulnerable extension of mirror work is pussy gazing. Sitting in front of a mirror with your legs spread open and looking at your genitalia and appreciating it for what it is and getting really curious and just being there with it. It's going to be super fucking awkward at first, but it's a form of exposure therapy, of reconnecting with our bodies, of seeing these things that we used to hate about ourselves and looking at them with love and kindness and compassion and gratitude. Number 65, make your bed Make your bed every morning. Make it a habit. Just make your bed no matter what. Changed my life. It'll change yours too. Number 66, hire someone to take something off your plate. This is part of asking for help, but there's something really empowering about delegating and actually paying somebody to do something because for me, this is so hard. I always think, oh, I should do it myself and I have the time and I'm just being lazy and blah, blah, blah. And the truth is you cannot physically do all of the things. Our capitalistic society, our individualistic society has made it seem like we have to do everything all at once and we've broken up communities and we've made it shameful to ask for help and we praise people who do all the things. But the truth is being exhausted is not a badge of honor. Doing everything yourself is not a form of leadership. True leaders can hire and delegate and stay in their zone of genius and be in their strengths and focus on the things that's important, whether it's taking care of your children or doing your job or building the life you dream of or whatever that is, or just resting. That is important. It is okay to hire someone to take something, anything off your plate, even if it's just ordering takeout so that you don't have to cook. I know this is different from what I said about cooking a meal for yourself, but hey, we need different acts of self-love at different times of our life. Number 67, breathe. Let's take a deep breath together. More deep breaths like that. 68, stretch. Stretch your neck, stretch your legs. Maybe go to a yoga class or look up a stretch online. Take some time to stretch your body. Number 69, share your heart with someone. Send them a little voice note or a video message or a text just sharing what's on your heart. 
Number 70, take your vitamins and your medication. Self-love is about taking care of yourself and always and sometimes medication has a time and a place. Number 71, if you can, travel. See the world. Even see your backyard, see your hometown, be a tourist in your own area. Or travel somewhere far away, a national park or somewhere abroad. See the world, connect to other cultures, try to learn a language while you're there. Even just being outside of your regular routine and environment and your culture and seeing how other people live in other places is just such a humbling experience. Even if it's not, it can be humbling even if you're not traveling to like underdeveloped nations. I don't mean humbling as in like, wow, look how poor everybody is. I have it so good. That is just not right. (laughs) I mean, sometimes that could be good, I guess. I don't know. But I don't believe in that kind of tourism. What I mean is that it's just humbling to think that there are so many different ways to live life, that there's no one right way, that there's no one perfect lifestyle, that there's no one perfect living situation or family or country. There's no one way. There's so many ways and traveling just expands your worldview. Number 72, when you find yourself procrastinating out loud, say to yourself, I forgive myself. It is actually scientifically proven that people who forgive themselves for procrastinating tend to not procrastinate as much the next time because you kind of take off all the blame, shame, and pressure off of it. And so you basically make peace with the resistance. And once you make peace with resistance, you're able to do differently otherwise because what you resist will persist. So if you keep blaming and shaming and just being down on yourself about procrastinating, you're probably going to keep doing it because something in our brains is just weird, right? So reverse psychology yourself and instead forgive yourself. Number 73, give away your old clothes. If they don't fit you, if they don't bring you joy, in the wise words of Marie Kondo, get rid of them. Number 74, I wish I put this as number one, but sleep. We all need more sleep, more naps, more better quality sleep, just more sleep, just more rest, more time off. Sleep whenever you can, even if it's just closing your eyes for one minute at your desk. Number 75, dress so that your outsides match your insights. Insights, not insights, insides although insides too, but dress so that your outsides match your insides. What I mean by that is not necessarily dressing up, although that could be one expression of it, but when you dress so that your outsides match your insides, it's like maybe some days you just feel cozy. So don't force yourself to dress up or wear tight clothes when you just want to be cozy and comfortable. And in the same way, other times you may wake up and you want to dress up and you want to look pretty in a dress and and you want to be a little bit more extra with the things you're wearing, but maybe that day you work from home. So who the fuck cares? Just dress up for yourself. Dress so that your outsides match your insides, whatever you are feeling. This is just a really big practice of being in tune with yourself and seeing how you can express your emotions. And creativity, fashion, is one of those ways. Number 76, brush your hair. Or if you have hair that doesn't need or want to be brushed, just give yourself a little scalp massage, a little head rub. It just feels so good. There's a lot of 
like pressure puncture, pressure puncture, acupuncture points in the head and a lot of stimulation that happens when you just give yourself a head massage, rub your temples a little bit, just make yourself feel good. These are all things that you can do to yourself, for yourself, and embody the love language of touch. Number 77, laugh. Watch some comedy and laugh. Let yourself laugh. Okay, this is so embarrassing, but I have always been insecure about my sense of humor. I'm always like, Mary, you're not funny enough. Like a lot of the times I tell jokes, but nobody gets them because I have a dry sense of humor. So I literally downloaded a book called How to Be Funny and it was not funny. So I deleted it and decided not to take advice from that person who was not funny in a book titled How to Be Funny. But anyways, I listened to a couple podcasts about how to be funny. And I believe I listened to an interview with Jerry Seinfeld, although don't quote me on that. But one thing that he said was that people who are funny are simply paying attention. So when you can laugh at yourself or crack a joke when something funny happens, or just find humor in these like little moments of life that, you know, aren't necessarily funny in and of themselves, but perhaps the way you see them are in a light that's just funny. Like one thing that I say when I make a mistake is I'll call my best friend and I'll be like, guess what my bitch ass did today? <laughs> and for me, it's funny to refer to myself as a bitch ass because I don't know. It's just the way I, I add some light to the situation. And then usually my friend's like laughing and she's like, what did you do? And I don't know. There's, there's something about it that just makes me laugh. The word bitch ass just makes me laugh. So yeah, I think laughing and bringing joy and finding humor and things that may not be necessarily funny, it's a form of presence. It's a form of not taking yourself too seriously and just being in that moment and laughing about it. So laugh as often as you can. Or if you struggle with that, watch some comedy. <laughs> watch something funny. Watch other people and let them make you laugh. Number 78, move your body. Move your body in a way that feels good, joyful movement. Number 79, work through the gift of self-love. Some shameless self-promo here. If you don't have my book, The Gift of Self-Love, go get it. It is such a, I don't, I don't even know. I, I struggle to say good things about my book, but the more positive reviews I get, the more I realize that it's just such a good summary of the different areas of your life and where you may need some more self-love and where you can give yourself more self-love with tools for body image and setting boundaries, and we talk about intimacy and just all of the areas of self-love that you might not have really thought about because a lot of us just think about self-love as loving our bodies. This book is really a holistic approach to self-love. So here's a plug. Get yourself the gift of self-love. Number 80, go on an unfollowing spree on social media. Unfollow everyone who you don't want to look at. Maybe it's not because they make you feel bad. Maybe it's just because you don't want to see their stuff anymore, and that's okay. You can unfollow people. Sometimes minimizing, whether it's your digital space or your physical space, just minimize the amount of stuff that you consume because it's just so much, so overwhelming right now. Number 81 branches off of that. Do less. Just do less. Say no to more things. Drop the need to have every second of every day booked back to back. 
You don't need to prove your worth. You can just exist and do the bare minimum sometimes. That is necessary. Number 82, floss. You're probably not flossing enough, so friendly reminder, go floss your teeth. Number 83, replace I have to with I get to. This is something that I've just trained myself to say over the years. I will rarely ever say I have to go do this. Instead, I'll say I get to record a podcast episode today. It just instantly changes your perspective because if I say I have to record a podcast episode, that just sounds dreadful, but it's not dreadful. It is fun. So I get to. Number 84, quit comparing and start creating. This is also a title of a section in my book, and I talk more about it there. But whenever you catch yourself comparing, shift that focus and start creating. Instead of comparing yourself to them, create whatever it is that you admire about them. See how you can put that into your life. Number 85, speaking of comparing, only take advice from people who you would actually trade places with in that area. Do not get relationship advice from your friend who has not been in a long-term relationship. Do not get financial advice from somebody who's not doing so great with their finances. Do not get body image advice from somebody who is eating all disordered and obsessed with working out and trying to give you advice in an area that they're not even taking their own advice in. Don't do that. We do that way too much. We do that with people on the internet, and we just do that so much. We take advice from people who are not experts in that area. So unless you will trade places with them right this second, do not talk to them about it. Number 86, this one's been big for me as of late, but learn about your ancestry. Where do you come from? What's your grandmother's story? Is there some generational trauma that your mom or dad didn't tell you about? Where in the world, geographically, have some of your ancestors originated from? It's just so, again, humbling. Number 87, light your favorite candle. I think I mentioned this one earlier, but I'm going to put it in there again. Because I recently bought a three-wick candle, like one of those big candles, and it was $25. And I was just so mortified. I'm like, who spends $25 on a freaking candle? But I talked myself into it because it's always like I used to go to Target and tell myself that when I have money and when I can afford it, I will buy myself an expensive candle. And I finally made that dream come true. I know it sounds so silly, but uh, there's just certain things that I remember from childhood, like wanting or even in college, just not having money and being on like a student budget and always thinking about what my future home is going to look like. And a three wick $25 candle was one of those things. So maybe you can buy a candle scent that you like. Investing in your home and in things that feel good for you and smells that just mm, just make you mm, do a little nose orgasm, that is always so, so worth it. Number 88, Release tension, set intention. This is something that I always tell myself when I need a little mental reset, and especially when I'm about to switch roles. A lot of us go through life and we go from being a student to being a worker to being a girlfriend to being a sister to being a mom to being a daughter to being a friend. Like we have all these different hats that we wear. And we often go into these different roles bringing in like the previous junk. 
So we'll come home from work and we'll bring work home and we don't take time to be a little more intentional about it. So I tell myself, release tension, set intention. So I release what had just happened and I set intention for what I'm about to go into. Release tension, set intention. It is great combined with a breathing exercise of some sort. Number 89, go get a pap smear or any routine medical visit. Go do that medical stuff. Take care of yourself. Be proactive about your health. And I don't know about you, but I am overdue for a pap smear and still looking for a gynecologist because I have a little bit of trauma from OBs back when I had an IUD and all that stuff. Anyways, I am still looking for a medical professional that I really, really trust with my vagina and cervix and all of this stuff down there. So this is your reminder to schedule yourself for a pap smear. Most people, I think here, they recommend like every three years, but I have heard that you can even get them done every two years and it might be good. I don't know. Anyways, go take care of yourself medically. Number 90, unsubscribe. Unsubscribe from emails, all that junk. Send it to your spam folder. Unsubscribe from beliefs that don't serve you, from anything that doesn't bring you joy, that doesn't forward the life that you want to live, that doesn't create what you're on this planet, committed to creating what you really, really want to bring to life, unsubscribe from anything you don't want to fuck with, okay? Unsubscribe. Number 91, minimize some things so that you can maximize others. What I mean by that is I know that minimalism is like all in style and that's totally great and it may bring peace and mental clarity to some people, but there's other areas of your life where maybe you want to maximize. Maximize your friendships, maximize joy. Maybe your decor or your style is very maximalist, like you like being extra, you like bright colors. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but know that it's a give and take relationship and you cannot physically have capacity, both physical and mental and energetic capacity to have everything. So minimize some things so you can maximize others. Think about where in your life you can apply that. Number 92, wake up early to see the sunrise. When was the last time you saw the sunrise? Number 93, get your feet above your head for five minutes a day. You can either just lay on the floor and just lift your legs up, or I like to do this against the wall. I'll just put my butt I'll lay on the floor with my butt against the wall and have my feet up the wall, and this helps with blood flow. Number 94, sit on the floor while watching TV. The whole sitting on a chair slash couch position isn't always the best for our bodies, so see where you can be a little bit more primal with it and sit on the floor and practice getting yourself up from the floor. It's such a healthy thing physically to move around in that way, you know, to really bring in more movement into your legs, your hips, just the way we sit these days and the amount that we sit is a little bit taxing on our bodies. So see where you can switch it up. Number 95, I think I already mentioned this one, but I guess I put it twice. Go on a walk. Go on a stupid walk for your stupid mental health. I guess that needed to be there twice. So I'm going to trust in that. Number 96, wow almost there. Number 96, listen to vibey high-frequency music. If you Google binaural beats or music with high frequency, you'll get lots of music that just, it, it 
feels like the universe is singing to you, usually it has a higher vibration. So like literally a higher frequency of at least 800. I think it's like 852 hertz, but you will feel it as soon as you hear it, that this music just feels so elevating and expansive and good for the soul. I love to listen to it while I'm working or during a meditation or just anytime that I'm feeling a little frazzled, I like to listen to music from the universe and it makes me feel more grounded. Number 97, make an ideas list. There's something called ideas generation and basically you just sit down and you write a list of 10 ideas. It doesn't matter if they're silly or weird or inventions that would never happen. Just practice getting into the habit of having ideas and writing them down and not judging yourself for the quality of them, but really just stimulating that creativity. Number 98, take your time. You have time. You have time. There's no rush. You have time. Number 99, reduce your caffeine intake or reduce any substance that's not making you feel good. Weed, alcohol, screen time, whatever that is, reduce it. Number 100, when in doubt, focus out. This is also a title of a section in my book, and I talk about how being in service of others has also helped me love myself. So sometimes when I'm feeling so stuck in my shit and so just, ugh, sometimes all it takes is going outside and holding the door for someone and appreciating a human and talking and and connecting and just being one with nature, with the universe. So when in doubt, focus out, go outside of yourself. Sometimes that is the healthiest thing you can do is to shift your focus. And a bonus, number 101, because I could not live with myself if I didn't end with this, but simply exist. Let yourself be who you are. Accept yourself for that. Know that you do not have to change all of these things. This list of 100 acts of self-love is just bonuses. It's just little tips that you can do if you want, but you don't have to because you are perfect exactly as you are. Let yourself exist. Just be because who you are is enough. I love you so much. Thank you for celebrating our two-year anniversary and listening to the 100th episode of the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. We would not be here without you. I just truly, truly cannot express my gratitude enough. Thank you, my self-lovers. And I will talk to you next time in the 101st episode of the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Woohoo! Triple digits, baby! One last thing before we farewell, if you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, we would greatly appreciate if you could leave a short review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps the show so, so much. I absolutely love hearing from you. And as somebody whose love language is words of affirmation, your words mean the world to me. Just go to the Apple Podcasts app and scroll all the way down until you see the review section. And from there, you can just tap the star thing and leave your own review. Thank you so much for supporting me and this greater message of self-love for all. Also, feel free to send this episode to a friend and spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just head to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and you'll find all the links to give yourself the gift of self-love. I love you all so, so much, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah.